There's something new on Airs LA every day. My name is Dr. Bill Takeshta, and I'm the Chief of Optometric Services at the Center for the Parsi Sighted in Los Angeles, California, and the Consulting Director of Low Vision at the Braille Institute of America. Each Sunday, we're going to bring to you information that we hope will help you to cope while living with low vision. Talk to your children about your vision loss. One of the more important things that younger adults with children should do is to talk openly to their children about their own vision impairment. I know that as I was going through my own vision loss, one of the things that I had concerns with in my mind was how are my children going to respond and react to having a father who is blind? Are they going to be embarrassed? Are they going to be one who's worried that they too might become blind one day? Is this going to be such an emotional, difficult time for them that they need to have counseling? Or perhaps is this going to change your attitudes and behaviors? Well, all of these thoughts and concerns are real. And these are things that you really have to be cognizant of so that you can address these particular possible problems before they do develop. What I found to be the most helpful thing was to actually, in a casual way, have some open conversation about being visually impaired. I made a point that we would have dinner together as a family every night. And during that dinner conversation, I would talk about some of the things that had happened during the day, some of the things that I had learned. For example, I would come home and I would tell them stories about how I accidentally walked into the woman's restroom and the women were yelling at me and chasing me out of there. And they would laugh, and they would say, you know, how could you do something like that? And it was something that really opened up a lot of different types of conversation. And I said, gosh, this is just so embarrassing. And I would tell them how embarrassed it was for me, and how embarrassed that I often would be to be visually impaired. And the kids would often say, yeah, Dad, you know, a lot of times we'll walk in places, and you have your cane, everybody looks at you, did you know that? And I said, no, I didn't know that everybody did that. I bring up the point that, does this bother you? Does that bother you that everybody's looking at us? Everybody's looking at me with my cane? And this is one way that that would often open up that type of dialogue and conversation. At least for me, my kids actually didn't think that it was embarrassing, but they thought that it was funny. They thought it was so funny how a lot of the little kids would just stare in awe how the little kids would think that my cane was some type of a laser. They also told me about how they thought it was so funny, how so many people would be so kind to me, how they would open doors, even buy me cups of coffee. They also thought it was kind of interesting how when I was walking with a cane, it would be something different, where it was almost like the whole sidewalk would actually part way, similar to the Red Sea. So this really was one way that I was able to discuss some of these issues with them and get a better feel for how they felt. I think this was a way that could be much easier than just asking them, how do you feel? Are you worried about anything, you know, now that I'm visually impaired or blind? It's also very helpful to have the kids' friends over. I made a point of inviting all of my kids' friends over so that I could actually talk to them about certain things as well. If they were playing a video game, I would just say, hey, come on, let me play. I want to play too. And they just didn't know how to respond. And video games, you just have to press buttons. It doesn't matter what you can or cannot see. If you press the buttons fast enough, a lot of times you'll beat them. But the kids would just think that that was so fun and just absolutely amazing that, you know, 
this blind guy, he could actually play video games, or we'd shoot baskets together, and I would actually have them throw me the ball, and I would catch it sometimes, other times I couldn't. But this just really allowed their friends to become more comfortable with being with a person with vision impairment, and the friends were just really so amazed that a person who is visually impaired could continue to do all of those types of things that other people do. So society often places us in a position where we're taught that people with disabilities are not able to do things when in fact they are. And I think that when children and their friends are aware of what it's like to be visually impaired or to be with others who are visually impaired, it makes it much easier. In my family's case, what ended up happening is that all the kids wanted to come over. I guess my kids' friends told the other kids about all these cool things that this blind guy could do, and they really wanted to see for themselves, and it really made things very, very easy and very comfortable for my children. I think it's also very important, though, that there might be times that children do have problems and concerns. In such cases, I think it's very, very important to actually speak with a child psychologist and maybe figure out different ways between the two of you, the best way to maybe help your children. It might be that different types of art therapy with a psychologist or play therapy could be very helpful. In other times, it might also be very, very helpful to be very open with the children and to tell them that these are things that certain days it's hard for you as a person who's visually impaired to do certain things, but overall you manage. What I found to be very helpful was to explain to my children that blindness is just one particular type of a weakness. Everybody has weaknesses. There's some people who have the weakness that they have asthma. Others have the weakness of having severe allergies. Others have headaches all the time. Other people have hearing problems. Other people might be too short. Others are too fat. Other people might have difficulties with their attention. And soon, it came to a point where we made lists of all of our relatives, and my kids had asked everybody, you know, do you have any of these types of things? And they soon learned that everybody had some form of disability. I also think it's helpful that you could speak to your children about their future. Kids might always be wondering, gosh, I hope that this doesn't happen to me, or is this something that could happen to me? And I think that you could speak openly to them. As an eye doctor, I was able to talk to my kids about that, and I could talk to them about how rare it was for anybody to have the disease that I had. And also, though, I explained to them about a lot of the clinical research and all the different types of cures that are available in the future. And so if you can take the time and have your eye doctor speak and communicate with your kids, that's going to open up the lines of communication. So all in all, I think it's very, very important to be aware of the fact that your children, they might actually have many questions about your own vision impairment and that it's very, very important to communicate with them. I hope that this little information is helpful to you, and I hope that you tune in next time for more Coping with Low Vision. For Ayers LA, this is Dr. Bill Takeshita. This podcast is intended solely for the use of the blind and the print-impaired audience. Any unauthorized use without the express written consent of Ayers LA is prohibited. <laughs>